How we doing everybody? Tim from Ski Rex Media once again here with you on another episode of the Ski Rex Media Podcast. Yes, another brand new episode. Yes, another interview. And I think you'll all dig this one. But I say that every week, don't I? I'm thinking you'll all enjoy this. And I had a good time with it. So I imagine other people will have a good time with it too. That's why I always say it. But I think you'll dig this one. Um, it, it doesn't go off the rails like others have. I love that term off the rails, but it's actually a good time. And I think you will enjoy it. Um, before we get into that, before we get to our guest, the guest portion of the program, I have to do my shameless plugs. You know, Tim doing Ski Rex Media shameless plugs. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, subscribe or follow. Actually, if you're watching the YouTube version, hit the subscribe button below. If you're using an audio only platform to listen to the podcast and believe me, there are many Go into the description, audio or video. You can find several and there are several more. Whatever podcast app you use, um, go ahead and just put in Skirex Media Podcast. It might show up, but I have many. So follow or subscribe depending on which one that app uses. Um, some use subscribe, some use follow. Both mean the same thing. Keep up with the Skirex Media Podcast. And of course, visit SkirexMedia.com for everything Skirex Media related from social media to the merch shop at SkirexMediaMerchShop.com or again, SkirexMedia.com will get you there. And several other things. I'm always doing things. Just sometimes I'm not doing them so well, but I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm really trying. So skirexmedia.com and please like, share, subscribe, follow, comment, rate. Give me some ratings, five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. I could use some more. Do that for me, would you please? I'd appreciate it. Now, on to the show, on to the interview portion of this um, of this episode. Today, we talk to Adam Jabber. You know him because you probably listen to the Out of Bounds podcast and several other of their network's podcasts. We talk a little bit about that. He gives us a quick overview on what to find and where to find it. Um, he talks about that. We talk about skiing, obviously. We talk about Mount Snow and Vail. Some of you will get a kick out of that for sure. Maybe you saw the clip, um, the clip I cut out where we talked about the ski system, which was only for a minute, but... I thought I thought Abe would get a kick out of that, so that's why I clipped it and tagged him in that by now. Um, also, happy autumn. Um, it is two weeks past it, but today, as I'm recording, is 9-22, September 22nd, the first day of autumn. So I hope you're going to enjoy autumn. I always enjoy autumn, and then the season starts right away. The snow's going to be flying anytime now, right? Right. So on, to the, on with the show, on to our guest, Adam Jabber from Out of Bounds Podcast. Check it out. I think you'll dig it, and I'll see you at the end of it. Just like always, enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. As I uh, as I sit here talking with this other young man here on screen, um, Adam Jabber from Out of Bounds Podcast. That's how you know him, and his audience is considerably larger than mine. So you you already know who he is. Um, kind enough to do this with me. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. How are you today? I'm uh, I'm doing good. Pleasure's all mine for sure. I am. Uh, I'm very happy to be here, man. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So again, I said people, you don't really need an introduction. People know you from social media. People know you from your, your, your podcasting stuff, all the different shows. And we could talk about those two out of bounds being the most. Actually, I did have some questions about that too, but who are you and what do you do for those who don't know? Um, my name is Adam Jabber. Like you said, I am a podcast host. Uh, I work and run um, a couple ski shops. It's my family business. I've been doing it since uh, since birth, basically. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I do that. And uh, the podcast started about five years ago. It was kind of an outlet for me. Um, 
to talk a little shit and kind of like poke fun at the industry that uh, I've lived in for my whole life, I feel like. Um, and it's a little too serious sometimes, a little too like, t- like, you know, information's like closed off and people aren't like very open about what they do. And I kind of mm-hmm. felt like there needed to be something for that. And uh, that's why I started the podcast. So now it's podcast, gear guy, boot fitter, ski tech, sales, whatever, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> You're in it. You're yeah. right in the I'm, thick I'm, of it. I'm stuck on both media and say, I'm like the one that's stuck in media, sales, uh, fucking retail, buying, wholesale. Like I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm, I'm in every corner. Hey, I like it, man. I'm a I'm a retail veteran myself, not in the ski industry, mind you. I worked for Target for more years than I can count. Really? But oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, when I lived in New Jersey and Las Vegas, that's where I worked. Retail management, man, and, and logistics management. It's it's actually kind of interesting, but it can get shitty at times. What's that? You ever throw anybody out? Uh, no, I never had to. Most <laughs> of my time there was a. Uh, was a overnighter. So I didn't have to deal with people often, but God, when I got to Las Vegas, I was a day sider, but we had dudes who were much bigger who could take care of that. (laughs) You know, and thankfully they were bigger too. Cause man, my, that store was rough. I don't know how well or how many times you've been to Las Vegas, but there's parts of that town, like any city that are kind of rough. And the side I worked in, which was on the opposite side of the city that I lived in was kind of rough. So I'm a small guy, man. I can't, I can't be throwing people out, firing people. Yeah, I've done that, but yeah, that's just business, nothing personal. So you have, is it just out of bounds or do you have multiple programs? So, uh, my show is called out of bounds. Um, mm-hmm. the original show is out of bounds. Now our network hosts four different shows, uh, big stick energy, uh, which is the girls show with Renee McCurdy and Tori Anderson as hosts. Um, Mr. Adam X, Adam Sourwine, hosts The Pursuit on Wednesdays. Um, that's on our network as well. And then we've added uh, a professional cyclist in John Croom uh, for Thursday, um, for those of you that are into uh, the cycling side of things. So we've got everything right now. It's it's, it's a lot, man. It's like you're, you're basically – it all comes out of the same feed. Yeah. So we're essentially putting out four episodes a week. Um, shout out to Ethan, who's our producer. Like he does – majority of that work um and he keeps me organized and he has for the past five years so i uh yeah i am indebted to even forever for sure that's awesome and that's a lot of work like this can be a lot of work if you do one you can handle it but as you start to add more and i did see all the new stuff coming out you know over the months and i'm way behind like god i just went in to make sure mine posted today and i see the little blue dot that says you have new episodes i tap out of bounds it's just like a friggin' yeah yeah, yeah. i'm like holy shit i I have no time man i worry about it being too many episodes like i worry about like oh like are people gonna get but the thing is it's just different every day so like you Mm -hmm. kind of your poison if you're in a bad mood mm-hmm. maybe you listen to like the sour industry guy <laughs> <laughs> you go listen to adam adam's like adam was complaining on his episode today that he was like he had a bad week and yet somehow he's like smiling cheering laughing like in a great mood like this is the best mood you could be in is on wednesdays and then obviously the girls and john talk about important shit as well so that's uh, awesome it's all different man that's awesome and i don't think it's too much i i just I had to know if it was different programs or just extensions of Out right. of Bounds. I just wanted to know. And 
I think that's great. And you're covering all bases. Like on social media, you you put up a lot of the cycling stuff. It looks like mountain and road biking. Was yeah. that right? Um, so you're in it. Um, and you, you do that. I get, I don't bike anymore. Um, often road, mostly not mountain bike. What you young guys are doing on mountain bikes. I couldn't even imagine yeah. when I was young. <laughs> Holy geez. Cause there's a little generation gap here. Adam's under 30. I'm 42. So it's, yeah. you know, we got a little bit of a generational gap and I remember in the nineties, you know, mountain biking, we had trails on Mount Snowshore and you know, the mountain rented bikes and stuff. But now yeah. I see bike parks out of there, Stratton, Killington, wherever it's just like, Dude, how do you do that? How did he like the progression of the sport is ridiculous, but for you, that's where you're at. I mean, you yeah, do it. It's fun. I like it. I mean, granted, I am I am trash compared to guys who are really good. So like I just want to say that now. It's just I sure. you ride bikes for fun. I enjoy it. There's nothing um I don't know. There's nothing like special about what I do, I guess. It's just I, I like covering it. I like being a part of it. I like it, it is a passion for me. It's and actually, the only reason that our shop carries bikes is because mm-hmm. 10, 12 years ago, it was like, I wanted a bike. I didn't want to pay retail for a bike. So, like, I'm like, okay, we'll just sell bikes, right? Like, we'll just figure out how to sell bikes. And maybe it's been longer. It's probably been 15 years now. But um, it's crazy, man. Like, that's that's really how it ended up working out. And it's just, I don't know. It's a nice thing. I like mm-hmm. bikes. But you know what? Ski season yeah. is really what I'm looking forward to. And that's... Uh, soon like that's all i can think about right now people i think people that follow the page for bike are getting bored of me because i'm like ski 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 that's yep. what we focus on going forward so absolutely that season's right around the bend and i see it coming up i see it coming big man i don't know i have this feeling i look outside i see the leaves dropping quicker than they did the previous t- years here like the last year or two i don't know dude i've seen some of the early reports i'm thinking it's going to be a big year man what do you think I hope so. I mean, I am the furthest thing from a weatherman, so I can't sure. a weather person. I I really can't uh, can't speak to what that would be like. And also, like <laughs> I don't know if you read like Farmer's Almanac shit. Like I don't. I have no idea what it means. I'm like, okay, cool. So how does this relate? <laughs> I I always it makes me almost upset sometimes when people bring it up and they're like, oh, dude, it looks like it's gonna be a good. And I'm like, who told you? The book told you, dude. Like, because so far. It's been pretty inconsistent, I feel like. So, I don't know. Dude, I hope we get snow. That's all I give a shit about. But wherever it is, I'm going to go chase it, I think. Uh, dude, I get it. I hope there's a way one, too. The Farmer's Almanac, I look when the two big ones, there's the one where their home office is out just on the other side of Keene. Yep. Um, and then there's the other one. And they both, I think, have bragging rights for about 80% over their lifetime of their product. Yeah. Uh, for for accuracy we're 80 percent accurate i'm like uh, all right whatever but i like to take it all in you know i i look at direct weather that uh he's on youtube uh, i forget his name but he, he's made it huge in the last couple of years for weather all that and they all have something different in the end i'll just look out the window in the morning and sometimes i don't even do that you know shit the this past season i went up to bolton valley and it ended up in a friggin' blizzard i almost got hit by like 10 other cars it was rough all because I didn't check the weather. So, you know, I mean, shout out to Bolton Valley. It's not their fault. I love that place. I really do. And because uh, I'm a big Indy Pass supporter. It is. And, and I'm a big Indy Pass supporter. Uh, I think you are as well, right? I am. Yeah, I actually am supposed to chat with Doug Fish tomorrow um, about Indy Pass and what they've got going on this upcoming year and, and all this stuff. I mean, I think 
that pass is the best supplemental pass out there. Like there's nothing else that you can go and spend whatever, what is it? 299 now, something like that. 379. Um, it, it adds so much to your skiing experience because you get the exploratory factor, right? Like you get the like, yeah. oh, I want to go to Bolton. I want to go to Cannon. I want to go to Jay. Sure. But then there's all these other smaller places that you're like, oh, I'm just in this area this weekend and I can squeeze in another ski day because I have an add on pass as yep. for the independence. So, um, I really, I'm really a big fan of that pass and, uh, I really hope it only keeps going from here. Oh, I, I can only imagine it's going to get even bigger. I'm talking to Doug too next week. Um, and, uh, you know, with the addition of the Japan, uh, Hills, those four out there, there's so many across the United States and Canada. I'm, I'm waiting to see if next year he's going to pull, pull out some European stuff. Just I'm sure the dude is on it. And that's the other thing too. It's like when I email him, when you email, it's like, it doesn't have to go through someone else. We don't have to go talk to this guy, this guy, this guy. It's like Doug answers the email and is like, here you go. Here's my time. Here's the dates. Like he's very open. He's been nothing but nice to me. And, uh, and I'm super appreciative of him overall. Yeah, he, he is great. And that actually took, uh, I was taken aback by that. As you said, it's him. Like I expected some auto response from a computer sitting somewhere on some desk and it wasn't, he it, it was him legit. And I was like, dude, this guy rules. And I've, I've listened to the episodes where he's talked to Mario and Brian over on highfalutin. And you know, he seems like a great guy, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to fangirl all over his past, <laughs> man. Like I'm not even kidding. Like I love it. Um, you know, cause one of the things I do try to push, um, is, you know, we're not all rich elitists, yeah. You know, we don't all have money, you know, and some people still push that stereotype. And I'm like, nah, dude, there's tons of ways to get around that. And this is like the most awesome way. And again, the exploratory factor, like I'm going places that I maybe I heard of, but I've never been to hmm. Pat, Pat's Peak over there in New Hampshire. I didn't, hadn't even heard of it. Took yeah. a ride over there. I loved it. And then I did my two weeks quarantine when I got back. So. <laughs> Um, aren't you excited to maybe not have that this year like maybe not have to deal with that and deal with like the like last year we had all those vermont travel restrictions where it was like oh you can't go to vermont and then it was like oh but everybody's going anyway so yeah like when you tell me what did you do last year did you actually quarantine or was it just uh i did Okay. I did because here's well I have to so to be more time, accurate. Okay, but yeah, this is what I'm asking because like last year they had that. It, for people that aren't aware, I don't know what your listener base is like and where it yeah. is, but we had the Vermont travel ban where it was like, okay, you can go to ski Vermont for a day, but as soon mm-hmm. as you go back, you have to quarantine for whatever it was for the whole yep. time basically. Um, and then when you got to Vermont, they wanted you to quarantine as well. And I think that was like, it was a good idea but i think it ended up being too aggressive to the point where like most people just weren't doing it at all they were like this is a joke they're just trying to cover their own ass you know yeah no absolutely i agree see what i did when i went to pat's peak i was shot over there for the day like i live up by in white river junction so that's where i'm at um i shot across the border went there for the day new hampshire you didn't have to you could just go at least i hope because that's what i did i thought that's what it was um and I came back and I sat in my house for two weeks, straight up documented yep. um, because I was just doing bits. <laughs> I was just being an asshole about it and doing bits. Um, and uh, so and then the next time I went to New Hampshire was I went to Black Mountain. But that day I called my season. My knees were shot. I was tired. I said, screw it. So I did quarantine, but it wasn't like I was going anywhere anyway. Right. Um, 
and Vermont took a shitload of hate, man. Like a lot. Like my like my fan base is mostly East Coast riders, skiers and riders, yeah. um, and Mid Atlantics. And it, you know, they were talking about like, God, this sucks going up there. You know, can we do it? You know, or, or you know, is it going to be bad? I don't have time. I can't do it. We're going to New Hampshire. We're going to Massachusetts. I actually had to because of the timing, trying to do what, trying to follow the rules as best I can. I, I skipped a trip to Berkshire East. Um, yep. I wanted to go down there, and I couldn't do it. And I also skipped a trip to um, MGM Springfield for my birthday because I love the gambling. Not going to lie about it. Um, but I skipped all that because of it, and uh, it sucked. But I don't see it happening this year, dude. I think people are done. Everybody who wants and can get the um, vaccine, they're doing it. The people who don't want to, that's, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to get into that part. That'll, that'll last us. Getting into that. It's my favorite thing to pick on. Like I aggressively go at yeah. everybody about that stuff. So like, I appreciate <laughs> that you take the, like, I don't really like that's, that's, yeah, I don't I don't get into it. Like I, I mean I'll debate anything. I love debate. I do. Um and I, I like to think I'm good at it. Um and I'll debate anything, social, political, whatever, vaccines, whatever. I don't know. Ba- bottom line right now, if I see a needle, I'm gonna faint. So I'm just whatever. Right. Um but you know, I mean, kidding aside, whatever you do, you do. In the, the the short answer was I don't think we're gonna have to deal with it. Maybe a little social distancing now and again, but I I t- I tailor my days to weekdays anyway, dude. I'm skiing all weekdays, so yeah. You're one of us. You're one of the lucky ones that like gets to ski during the week and then complain about the crowds on the weekend. That's like my favorite thing to do is be like, oh, the crowds are so bad. I'm writing <laughs> this from my bedroom or from you know my office and uh, yep. not actually dealing with any of it. But it is uh, yeah. it's very funny. Well, I mean. That being said, I I would say I feel sad for you for not going to Berkshire East, but I'm I'm mad at Berkshire East at this point. I have a beef with Berkshire East. Um, really? I don't really care that you missed out on their stuff. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably being more aggressive about this than I need to. But, That's um, okay. But yeah, no, I, I think there's a lot of really good skiing that a lot of people missed out on last season. I think there is, although I did hear an interesting one. This was interesting to me, only because nobody really knows about the place. You probably do, because you're a New Englander like me. Um, Yagu Valley down in Rhode Island. I heard this past year, because people in Rhode Island and Connecticut couldn't go to Mass. They couldn't come to Vermont. They couldn't easily go to New Hampshire because of the quarantine time. No one had the time. So they all went flooded. Yagu Valley, and they were turning people away, not necess- not just because of their um, the state's uh, uh, COVID um, numbers compliance, but just they couldn't handle it because that's not a big place. That's a teeny le- no, it's little a place. Revert, like if yeah. that, right? Like it's got to be something like that. Yeah, it's a little place just south of Providence, and they were like, "Holy shit!" There's a wave of people coming because people just wanted to get out. That's yeah. all they wanted. And I thought that was good for them in a way. I mean, I don't want some place to get swamped there. Their workers are ready to hang themselves at the end of the day. That sucks. Like I've been, and I worked at Mount Snow on short staff days. It blows like it can. But I thought that was interesting that, you know, a little place like that, small following ended up getting everyone because they couldn't come up here. Yeah. I, I and it's also, Yagu's cool. Like, I don't know if you've been before, but like, no. it's very cool. Like there's a culture there. Um, and I think that's part of the reason that when it's a bummer year, Yagu's still busy. Like they don't yeah. worry about it the same way that other, like they have like Yagoons is like a snowboard group that's out of Yagu and they're, it's like they're popular, they shred. 
and the whole idea is like they make the best of what they have there and yeah. 150 vert or whatever i'm sure somebody from yahoo is going to message me after and be like you're an idiot 800 vert thank you very much um <laughs> that's so, all right I, I don't know but I, I think it's great i think what they do over there is uh, is really great i want to get down there so bad i mean i love rhode island anyway and i love connecticut too but i love all going south to go skiing i think it is weird yeah, I think it's an oddity. You know, most people go north where I want to take the Indy Pass, go all the way down to Gatlinburg and Catalucci, going yeah. south for the winter, literally, um, just to check out skiing. People are like, what the, what, what the hell are you going down there for? Like, you right. live an hour from everywhere here. Right. I'm like, because it's different, baby. Like, you know, yeah. go out there, explore, see what's out there. Plus, a lot of people don't realize that you know we brag about mount washington being 6200 feet up and we can see it from everywhere that there's places down in virginia north carolina and um the smoky mountains that are almost as high yeah so it's interesting to see yeah um now to not really switch things up here but i want to i want to show you a picture you should be able to come up with because we talked about making fun of the weekends and the busyness yep see if i can pop this up for us you shared this on twitter this was from mount snow right yeah, that's from Mount Snow. A buddy of mine actually, again, like this is another situation where I'm not actually in line, but a buddy of mine is texting me on a Saturday morning. I actually think this was a Friday. Okay. Um, and he was like, dude, what is going on? And I mean, this is like a mile long lift line, basically, like, to the North Face, whatever they call it, North Face chair. What is that chair called? Like North Face Express or whatever the fuck. I don't know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the names so, have changed anyway, since I went there. I can't even tell where it's going because the line is so goddamn long. Um, yeah uh it is what it is that's bell resorts for you that is mount snow that's what they have to offer so uh if you are looking for uh really long wait times and terrible customer service bell resorts is for you interesting and now that's kind of what i want to get into a couple this is like a two-parter thing that i'm bringing up here so this picture i wasn't sure if it was yours or not but when you said it was mount snow i was like god i'm not even like you said you're not even sure where it is you're so far from the lift i assume it's up river run but i don't know Yes. Um, down there by lifts, whatever their numbers are now. I can't remember the numbers. I remember 11 and 17, the triple and the quad to the summit off the front. I don't know if that's still yeah. right, but um, I see that. And back in my day, now I worked there from 94 to 99, and I'd never seen a line like that. Yeah. Um, but back when Vale took over Peak, I was people were throwing hate. They're like, oh, Mount Snow's done. I'm like, it's not done. I mean, shit, it was two different companies when I worked there. It was fine. Nothing's yeah. gonna happen. And then holy shit, I've never seen a line like that, man. Yeah. Like, what do you think about that shit? I mean, it's terrible for the guest experience, right? Because if that was mm-hmm. your first day skiing, I mean, granted, mm-hmm. this is North Face, I'm aware like that's not where first day people are probably skiing. Um, it's mildly mm-hmm. difficult terrain. And sure. But it's just, it's a terrible guest experience. Like that, that is an awful thing to put forward consistently for people that are getting into the sport. Why would someone go spend a lot of money to do a sport that's hard, cold, um, expensive, just to fucking wait in line all day? Like that, that seems like not what skiing's about. And that is what Vail puts forward on a consistent basis across most of their resorts because their model is sell more passes, sell more passes, sell more passes, sell more passes, which is fine. I get it. Everybody wants to make money, but there's no sure. control for this system at all. And Bale's just going to keep buying more resorts and adding more stuff until they can own whatever they want. So, um, yeah. and it's, it's a bummer. I, 
I shit on Vale a lot, um, <laughs> publicly, not publicly. Um, and I honestly have mixed feelings about them. I think there's a lot of things that they can do really well. There's a lot of people involved in Vale that really care about the direction of the company and the perceptions of the company and all this kind of thing. But at the end of the day, I only respond to what I see and like yeah. what the face value is. I don't know these people individually. I know some of them individually, right? And I think right. the people I know are really good people, and I've, I have nothing bad to say. And I don't want anyone to lose lose their jobs or, you know, that kind of thing. But what we're watching is they'll kind of take over in a way that is gross, for lack of a better yeah. term. So. Well, hey, you just uh, you just gained some anybody who follows me and doesn't follow you. You just gained some supporters because people <laughs> shit on Vail all the time in my my circle. And but that was interesting because I was going to ask you straight up if you're on board with the Vail hate that that company has been taking more and more shit over like the last two years than anybody else. I mean, count you know from small indie places to Altira and other yeah. big competitors and in the not just here in the US like in Europe um in Oceania all these other places they just take hate after hate after hate like i almost wonder if bob katz dumped out of his uh out of his job to take that different position just to get the hell out of harm's way like i wonder you know i mean maybe i think I don't know. I, I honestly don't think it matters who's at the helm as long as it the model's the same. Yeah. Right now the model's exactly it's gonna stay the same year after year. It's more epic passes, make a new epic product, right? It's not even necessarily like your goal is to just create different variations of that same epic product so that they can offer it to different types of people, right? Maybe they didn't quite yeah. one part of the market, they're gonna create a new strategy to hit that one part. And you know what? They're great business people. I can't be mad at that. Yeah. And that's not what makes me upset about them. It's it's not that they're big. I think people that hate Vail just because they're big, yeah, that's dumb. Like there should be big companies in skiing. That is really important, and you need the big companies for the little companies to go. Okay, like here's a model we can use at a lower scale. Here's things we can do at a lower scale. But what they're doing right now is setting this example that it is kind of a race to the bottom, price wise. Yep. Um, except for if you want to go and be a daily user. And if it's, if you're a daily user, their goal is the opposite. And let's make it as expensive as possible to go skiing for a day so that everybody buys more Epic passes so that yeah. the math makes sense. So that if you want to go and buy an Epic pass, it really only takes two to three days of bail, <clears throat> bail proper to actually pay for your pass. And that seems like stupid math to me. Um, mm. and that's why it, that's why it bums me out. I don't, I leave icon alone for the most part because they don't have as much control over the whole icon package, right? They'll own sure. everything that they have. Icon and Altera do not necessarily own every icon resort. So yep. that's basically the difference for me. And in addition, it's like Vale's usually the one that wants to make the first move, right? They make the first yeah. move consistently. Yeah, totally. And that's that's great, but that comes with getting a lot of the shit first. I'm yeah. sure Vale does something good. Like they just for me. They just did, what did they do? Required vaccinations for all Vail employees, right? Or food service employees. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that's a good thing, man. Like, I think that's a good thing in order to make sure that everybody is, like, functional, can work consistently, and can open. Because I can tell you from firsthand experience, it's a real bummer when you have a limited number of staff and you have yeah. to shut down because you don't have enough people to run the place because people got sick. I know yeah. four shops in my area that have had to close completely because their whole staff got COVID. So like Damn. it's, 
it's rough, man. Like there, there's a reason you have to do some of these things. And I think they're doing a really good thing with that. I think they're doing a better job at trying to include more people of color in skiing, try to get more people of color involved in skiing, try to, you know, make it more accessible in some ways. But like I said, they're just not doing enough. They're not doing enough for, for me to be excited about. And they're not yeah. doing enough to cancel out the fact that they're making a shit ton of money and mm. are just kind of like laughing their way to the bank lot of the days because like it's just not i don't know it's not an exciting product for me and i think if you talk to most people they're not excited about the product that Vale is offering they're just excited that they have somewhere to go ski right like Vale is yeah. has a, a ton of resorts the likelihood of a veil res- of a veil resort being close to you is very very high so Wicked. a lot of people just buy that pass you have that pass because it's their home pill and it really is the cheapest option so yeah and I, I, and I'm cool with that. Like I, I have thrown hate at them myself a little bit just because again, like you said, you know, day tickets are now averaging a hundred everywhere. And that's, I mean, that's getting across the board. I mean, even other companies outside of Vail are averaging 75, 80, 100, 200, yeah, you know, Peak, it's like 70 bucks, it's like 70 bucks to go ski Jiminy Peak. It's like, I don't know if yep. it's or not, but it's like, no. Not very bit. I mean, it's in Hancock, Mass. Very cool yep. place. And I, Jiminy Peak is a model for so many good things um, in the ski industry, and it just doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah. But it's seventy bucks to go ski like Nover, and mm-hmm. for one day, like or for ten hours. Um, and I just think that sure. we are making skiing more expensive than it really needs to be. Um, I think there's other ways um, that companies can kind of make their nut, so to speak. And yeah figure out a way to but i'm also like kind of speaking out of my ass a little bit here because like i don't know i haven't run a ski resort yet to the point where i'm like comfortable saying this definitively yes no well like i don't know what their bottom line is so i can't say 70 bucks is what it has to be i can't that's the case but i don't know they do a lot of other really good things so yeah, I mean the pricing. I mean everybody. If 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 you're at business level, I'm sure some of the opinions change because some of the informations change. But I mean, I'm also one of the ones who agrees that you know, you know, one of the issues with skiing is its popularity or lack thereof. You know, we look at it, we see like the photo with the long lift lines, and we talk about you know shitty weekends and full parking lots and all this other stuff. But if you compare it to other sports it's not as popular and i think you know cost sometimes adds to that um yeah and uh that's why i kind of like big snow american dream down there you know 35 bucks yeah it's a two-hour session but you know it it, it it's not too bad and it, it i i like the indoor thing i thought I it was really it. cool yeah i love that place i think yeah, it's cool but i really like they're, they're the shit they're doing a really really good job and i hope they continue to do well like it's talk about pushing accessibility for skiing like that's the company that's doing it right oh yeah absolutely like i'm i'm hoping more of these places opened up i mean uh triple five wanted to open up another one at their mall that they were going to build in miami before everything shut down um excuse me um so who knows if that's going to happen i or skiing in miami during a pandemic that'd be ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) like no, I'm good. Thanks. Um, but I think these things are going to open up in every major American market. Like I've told people like my Las Vegas friends, I tell them, you know, cause the closest they have is Lee Canyon out there. Icon pass. Um, yeah. but it's 45 minutes outside the city. Very cool place. But you know, think about it. They have one of these buildings sitting right next to Raiders stadium with 
slot machines in the lobby. Like you, you've now increased skiing's fan base by hundreds, hundreds. Right. I think indoor skiing is going to be great for for us, for us people here, um, yeah. and for those of us who'd like to get a couple days, you know, during the summer and can't head down to South America or we have a plastic hill nearby, um, mm-hmm. which I, I think we do. And um, is Mount Southington maybe down there? Yeah, Connecticut has Oh, is that what it is? Outer Ridge has like the fucking surf and turf situation going on. Oh, there. Do uh, I yeah, know. I don't know. It's uh, I have not skied it to tell you, but I've heard that it is Neither not uh, not ideal. But nah. I mean, it's, it's outside and it's hot, and I've just I've seen people come back with just like full on like open wound from just like sliding on like it's just like it's it's a little harsh <laughs> it's also i heard edge control i mean i don't know it's your it's not skiing from what i've gathered gotcha i want to try it just to say i did totally, just yeah, curiosity will get me every time curiosity killed the cat so i know at some point my i'm losing a leg or something but <laughs> because i want to try grass skiing too like i see that i was like that's just cool like that, that that's awesome i want to try it so bad right but I I haven't yet. But the indoor thing, that's awesome. Everybody try. I like it. Adam likes it. Everybody I've talked to likes it. Like it does have its share of haters, but that's the world we live in these days. Everybody hate on something. Um, I say just go try it. It's fun. And it's North Jersey. The New York's right there. Go visit New York. New York's that's great. Cool. Yeah, that's what's really cool about it is like you're in a city area. You are in a mall, basically. Like, yeah, you just like go shopping and then go ski. Like, that's how you get new people involved in skiing to me is you treat it like it's bowling and you're just like, Oh, you're not a bowler. Cool. You could still come have fun. Like that. That's really what it should be in the beginning. Right. If you want to be really good, you go and you get the better shit. Right. I'm a terrible bowler. I don't care, but I go and I have fun. Like I I don't own my own bowling ball and I don't have to. And nobody, you know what? I don't show up there without my own bowling ball. And, and people make me feel bad because I don't own my own bowling ball. You can bring your own shit go skiing have fun for the day and leave it there with you You don't have to take it home and be like i am a skier at my core we just need more people that want to go skiing period and that's how you get more skiers into the industry absolutely and i 100 percent agree with that and you know I, I i push it i i push that skiing is for everyone just come try it and if you don't like it fine but come try it and you will enjoy it like i've taken more people you know, skiing. I mean, there are the ones who haven't returned to it, but I've gotten a lot of people who did and snowboarding as well. Not hating, you know, I don't do that. I love snowboarders too. So my, my best friend in the world is a snowboarder. So, um, you know, I love it. Get out there, try it. It's fun, you know, and you might even branch off. Like you might get into the uphill and touring scene. You do the uphill thing, man. And I want to try that, you know, um, I think it's cool. Now, when you do that, this is something I'm interested in, um, talking to people who do it. I've seen you do sunrise runs, correct? That was you? Yeah. How the hell do you go up the side? And I think you even did it Mount Snow. Like, is that like your home mountain? Like, Dover, that's you, right? Well, I mean, I we own a shop there. So okay. it's very easy for me to be there, go for mm-hmm. a morning sunrise lap, and go open. Um, yeah. It takes no effort for me to work that into my schedule. So um, yeah. that that's fun. I like doing that. I, I don't call anything my home mountain because I probably get my days are very split up. Um, sure. You know, so like I, you know, I get whatever I get a day, two days off a week. Um, it's usually focused on podcast stuff, recording episodes, um, which almost always includes skiing somewhere. 
Uh, okay. Like my whole bit <clears throat> with the podcast is like, I really only want to do them in person because I want to go skiing with, like, I want to go skiing with you. I want to hang out. I want to mm-hmm. go see what your area is like. And that's how I've learned more in this is you get to go there and not just do this part. Cause this part's amazing, right? Like having yeah. a conversation over the internet is still really fun, but yeah. I like to be able to, especially for my ADHD and like for the way that I am as a person, I'm sure you've seen me fidget and move and I'm like, put my hat on, take my headband off. Like yeah. this is how I am. So I need that extra stimulation in a lot of ways. And that kind of, brings me to go skiing with people at other places. So like the variety of places that I ski is huge right now. And cool. that's what I'm most excited about. So I don't really have a home mountain. Um, cool. I actually really hate Mount Snow, to be perfectly honest. Um, it is <laughs> not great. I like skiing. I do not enjoy it. I don't necessarily even, I don't know anybody really in that community anymore. Like to say, yeah. these are my people. All those people that I knew have moved on. Um, yeah. So I don't feel super connected to it. Um, in a way, but I do like skiing there in the morning, man. It's quiet. There's nobody there. And, and at night, actually. Like, you can just go up for a tour and nobody bugs you. And it's uh, nice. it's nice. You're, you're by yourself. You get a workout in. So I like that. And I'll come back to Mount Snow. But my question was, is, man, how do you do that? I'm afraid of the dark, man. I can't go up there. There's something's going to get me out of the woods. <laughs> There's crazy shit up there. I've seen it. I've been up there at, at night. I, I used to, when I worked there back in the 90s, I was worked at the Summit Lodge for most of my time there. So we were sitting up there after dark, cleaning up, waiting for the groomers to come pick us up. Right. And it's just like, dude, it, this is where horror movies start, man. How do you do it? <laughs> Um, honestly, I've never even thought about it until now, um, until like you brought it up, (laughs) but, um, I don't know. It it seemed to me, I, I like starting in the dark and ending with the sun coming out. To me, that's rewarding. You get the sunrise at the top, you're peeking out, you're skiing. And it's like the most beautiful light in new England is that first morning light. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really the best. So that's what I shoot for if I'm going to go ski Mount Snow. If you were to like go tour up Mount Snow midday, I would be yeah. like, fuck off. Like there's no chance I'm doing that. Like I, I don't want to do yeah. that. I'd rather go skiing somewhere good. Um, so for me, the only time I really ski resort, like resort tour is like wicked late at night. And even then it's a little weird. Um, mm-hmm. But mostly it's just first thing in the morning. Um, if I'm touring at night, usually like there's a couple local spots um local mm-hmm. to that area of vermont that you can just go ski tour now um shout yeah. out to catamount trail association those guys are great totally. um, they uh they maintain a lot of those trails they make sure that they are skiable mm-hmm. those of us that want to go make flooring laps in uh, in the woods in the yeah. lesser um lesser elevation areas of vermont i think that yeah. uh, stuff is really important but that stuff i'll go ski with a headlamp all the time like that i i love that that is terrifying though because you hear any noise when you're out there you're like it's bare. I'm dying. It's over. Life is done. There's like, no, like, cause you're not, you're right. not, like, I can't see it. I can't see. I'm legally blind at night. Okay. I can't see period. Okay. So most of the time when I'm skiing down, oh. I'm like skiing through the glades or whatever. I'm basically blind. Um, if it is snowing, if there's other light things going on, like I am, there is nothing that I can see. So um, if a bear is coming at me, it's over, dude. But sometimes you just accept your fate. Just remember, folks, from a from an old Vermont boy who's seen black bears close up and almost hit them with my car. Just make yourself big, start yelling, screaming. At least it's not a grizzly. You have a yeah. chance. We we only have 
we only have black bears here and they do, they're only a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, only. You know? yeah. yeah, only. You know, you might have a chance. Um, that's awesome. Like I said, I want to try it because you're not wrong. The beauty of the morning is uh, I have experienced, you know, from the top of several of these mountains, sunrise. And it, it, you know, just from people I've known in the past, you know, if you know a couple of patrollers, maybe you can go up in the morning yeah. with a line check or something. Um, and it's gorgeous, especially on a clear day. You see forever. It's, it's wonderful. Um, but I like that you have an open opinion, a negative opinion about Mount Snow. Why? Because, A, I'm not a prick. If you have an opinion, awesome. I want to hear it. Bring it to the table. I love it. What, show me what you got. Um, you know, like the uh, Crumulon said on Rick and Morty, show me what you got. <laughs> but Mount Snow, I come back to it because it's all nostalgia. I grew up there, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I worked there. All of my friends worked there through high school, just out of high school. You know, that's where we did it. And, you know, American Skiing Company time, you know, so we were at Haystack and Killington a lot, too. Mm -hmm. It's all nostalgia for me. I haven't been there in years. Like I said, when Peak got bought out, I was like, ah, don't worry about it. It's not going to be a thing. And clearly I was wrong. Yeah. Um, I hear nothing from, you know, ground level all the way up to people who have worked in management. They're like, fuck this place and fuck all of them. And it's just like, you know, I heard, I don't know if you heard this, but um, during this past winter, Hunter shut down for a day because Ski Patrol had COVID-19. That's That was out. I heard, and again, this is all rumor, like I'm not saying it happened, and I don't know, and I've said that with COVID-19, we're not going to know what's really happened until like 2030. We're not mm -hmm. going to know. Um, but I heard it wasn't. It was the ski patrollers throwing a finger and saying, say what you want, we're not working because you're scumbags. I don't know if you heard that part of it. That I heard as well. That's actually, I didn't hear they had COVID. That's what I heard. I heard oh, really? Like, fuck off. Yeah. And again, yeah. I, what do I know? You know, like I talk yeah, exactly. on the internet, and that's basically what my job is at this point. So, yeah. I do not know if that's true. That would actually probably be a Stuart Winchester question. Like that dude is the actual journalist, I think, of uh, of all the podcast groups. Stuart's like the one that's <laughs> like, I am a real journalist. Not that you're not. I'm sure you are. But like Stuart well, is like, here is full detailed list of everything happening. Here is the mm -hmm. release dates. Here is like when mountains are opening. So I get I bet Stuart would have the inside line on on that. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely ask him. But I have uh, that's what I heard as well. Yeah. See, I, I like you, I live in rumor. Like I, I, you know, I use social media and the internet like everybody else. So you gotta, you have to work to figure out what the fuck is going on some days. And that's what I heard. And I was like, I mean, it could be either or I, my only answer to that. Well, that sucks. I liked Hunter, you know, I like skiing at Hunter. It's great. I haven't got to try the new area yet, but it's a cool place that that was my takeaway. You know, it sucks if they're unhappy. It sucks if they're all sick. I don't know. You know, where but it's a what's that? Where do you ski normally? Um, now I just tour the indie stuff. That's my thing now. Um, okay. I mean, because I live like 35 miles from Killington and Pico, I head over there. Um, yeah. But now with the with the advent of the indie pass was my first year it was last year. And now I'm just if I never heard of it or never been there, that's where I want to go. So yeah. I, I, last year I was at Bolton both days. That place is awesome. You know, I went to suicide six, very small, but a lot of fun. I really liked that yeah. place. Um, Pat's peak black mountain. Um, and I didn't even get everywhere I wanted to go. So, but I went to Killington and Pico too, but I, you know, I'd never been to Pico before, but I had been to Killington. Like I said, I worked during the years of the American skiing company. So I was there all yeah. the time. 
I had just gotten my driver's license at that point. So I was not staying near home. It's, you know, I was out, you know, just like we all are. When we first get our driver's license. But, yeah, I'll go anywhere, you know, because I've, I've skied now in three states, four states, you know, big snow in New Jersey, a few in Pennsylvania, Hunter down there in New York, and then all over here in New Hampshire. So five states. Um, I'll go anywhere um, as long as it's not too high. Like for me, going to Utah, um, Colorado. These I lived in Las Vegas. I never went to Utah. How stupid is that? Um, I, you know, I I get altitude sick, so I have to I have to plan a couple extra days, and I can't always do that. It, you know, timing sucks, and travel can suck. I love traveling, but I'll go anywhere, man. Like if you know, if if I get into the touring thing, and believe me, I need a lot of time because I'm out of shape too. Uh, shout out to Abe Maynard. I'm I'm I'm, I'm with him too. Around um, the ski system program. Yep, mm-hmm. trying that out, getting those knees back into shape, and working the cardio and everything. Do you think you're going to get as jacked as Abe is? That's my absolutely. Not. I, I think <laughs> I think that if I follow Abe's program to a T, dude, I will be as shredded as Abe Maynard. That's my that is my goal. That's what he told me. He was like, "Dude, I'll tell you what. Six weeks, you're going to have an eight pack. You're going to be fucking jacked as shit." And um. Yeah, that's it. And I was like, Go ahead. yeah, I, I, I'm sold, dude. That's what Abe told me. That's what he said. Um, no direct quote or anything, but that is, uh, that is what he said. Uh, Abe's great anyway, but yeah, we're definitely clipping that and putting that up today or tomorrow for him. Um, I don't think I'm going to, Abe's in great, Abe is in great shape. Um, I'm an old man now. I've turned that corner. Um, the body's shot, the hair is thinning, you know? Yeah. Even if I could get the, even if I could get shredded like that, I'm still not getting chicks. It doesn't matter to me as long as I can stand at the end of the day. As long as I can stand up. Like there's days I'm not even gonna lie. I sit down in the car at the end of the day and I just sit in the parking lot for 15 minutes until my knees can actually physically push pedals. It fucking sucks some days. But the ski system looks like it can help, man. Don't make me more excited to be 42 than I already am. <laughs> I look. I'm one of those guys who treated my body like I was 20 from age 20 on. Don't mm-hmm. do that, kids. Take yeah. care of yourself now. That way, you're not whining like me later in life. Because I'm whining. I'm not gonna lie about it. I'm a wuss. Whatever. Think what you want of me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Abe's great. Ski system is great. And I, I do want to do the touring thing, man. Like I, I, I'm gonna. You should, dude. Hit up uh, fucking ski the whites. Hit up yeah. Drummond, um, hit me up. I can tell you stuff too for sure. But uh, I always, I mean, Drummond's the one who really got me into it. Like I had toured before, but yep. um, that dude will really show you a good time and uh, kind of take you around for a tour. He took me, I mean, first time I went with him, he took me up at Black and um, we just kind of skied the resort there and like on a pow day and it was a blast. Like it was about as good as it gets for yeah. like, first day and forever touring. And I remember I was just like huffing and puffing and then I'm just looking over at Andrew and he's like, basically not breathing like might as well have not taken a step like it's it's just no effort for him that dude is an absolute freak of an athlete that's um, awesome though and, uh yeah it's he's the best so that dude can definitely get you up well since you talked you said you said something about selling stuff let's exploit your retail knowledge a little bit okay uh, um <clears throat> while we have you here um skiing can be expensive absolutely there's ways around that absolutely you got any tips to get around that? Uh, I think for a lot of people, swap season is really good, but it can kind of fuck you if you don't know what you're looking at because mm. unlike other sports, uh, basketballs have not changed in a very long time. 
True. Um, if you buy a 20 year old basketball, it is still a basketball. If you buy mm-hmm. a 20 year old pair of skis, they're not super functional skis. That's like my one advice early season, like this time of year, because we're heading into swap season. It, is just to be careful with what you buy when you're out there. Um, mm-hmm. Like every, not everything that's cheap is a good deal. Um, yep. That kind of thing is always a recommendation. And honestly, seasonal rentals, um, if you're getting into it and you want it to be cheaper, I know like tons of places offer adult seasonal rentals. Like for us, it's like one ninety nine. You get it from September all the way through April. So it oh, wow. costs nothing basically to get skis, boots, bindings, holes. Um, I mean, 200 bucks isn't nothing when you're adding it on top of the cost of the pass and all this stuff. Um, yeah. But most of those places, us included, offer buy-in, buyback programs where like at the end of the year, you just pay another 199 and you own the stuff. So for 400 bucks, basically, you own your rental here. So it's really, it's great. That's not bad. Dude, plug your shop so people know where to go, man. Um, it's Colorado Ski Shop. Um, I try to keep it completely disassociated uh, with my podcast. Uh, just the actual. Whoops. No, 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 no. You, for me, it's great. Like we're yep. talking, for me talking about me, fine. Yes, yeah. This is, this is 50 hours a week of what I do. Sure. Making sure that we have programs to offer stuff in an accessible manner to, yeah. um, to the end consumer. And the other thing you can do is like buy leftovers. Don't wait until December, January to decide that you need new skis. Decide that you need new skis yeah. last week. Planning saves you money more than anything else. Totally. Uh, and the same ski is going to be marked up to full retail or at full retail out of the box, you know, in a couple weeks here. Like, I mean, we're basically moving right into the season. Yeah. Um, it, save the money where you can now, especially if you want that better product. Look for hand-me-downs. Like, look, kind of, there's tons of ways to make skiing accessible. You don't have to go out there and spend a thousand bucks on new skis and bindings. Mm-hmm. Um, in order for it to be good. Um, and I've been trying, like I've been actively trying to give people equipment. Like when I'm done with like stuff that Fisher sends me for the year, oh. I give it to somebody that doesn't have skis. Like that's basically, that that's how I want to pass on product. And I know there's a yeah. bunch of people out in the industry that are doing the same thing and they have extra gear. You just send it to somebody. Like it, I don't need to sell it. I don't need 20 bucks for a pair of goggles. I'd rather yeah. just send you a pair of goggles, you know? If that's what you need, that's what I'm going to just put in a box and send it your way. So I, I think that that makes a lot more sense for um, for a lot of people. And obviously, I don't have an endless supply of these things. So like, yeah, giving it to everybody that needs it. But I think passing product along when you're done with it, as opposed to letting it just hang around your house is really important. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's- like you and I and the people like involved in the industry that have extra gear, send it to somebody like move it, pass it on to somebody who is less fortunate to have that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with that. I've always said, you know, plan. Um, If you can plan at the end of this season and start hitting clearance, 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 man, you could make like, God, I bought a pair the skis I bought. I ride now. I've ridden them to death. I've had them for like 12 years. I love it. Um, But I got them at a sports authority in New Jersey with bindings, a pair of Dina stars with marker bindings, all brand new for like two bills total installed. Uh, because it was dirt cheap. They were like, they, <laughs> the staff had the boxes on the floor. They were putting away friggin' uh, fixtures and other product. Like, it was the last day the stuff was going to be on the floor. They're like, yes, please take it. it we don't want to do it. They were going out of business. Um, at that point, no. Um, <laughs> it was just, it was just end of season. They were switching from uh, snow to water. Yeah. Um, we, we went out and we bought a bunch of their fixtures and like all their ski stuff from like every sports authority we could find when they went out. Of oh, yeah. I was thinking in my head, it's got to be like six or seven years ago, not 12, but 
Yeah, no, I remember there was one. I, I, I was in Houston in 2016. I went into one of the last ones around and they had all their skis marked down to like 99% off. I was like, man, if I could get these home, it doesn't even matter if they were the right size. I was just going to take them and fucking find something to do with them yeah. later. But shop yeah. that clearance. Um, look, keep that ear to the ground. People know things. My first pair of skis that I bought was... Um, a pair of uh god i don't even remember this it was so long ago but they were um the rental shop up at mount snow when i worked there sold these demos that had been sitting in a closet for a year with bindings 80 bucks and i was just like good yeah. stuff like i can't there were a pair of rosignols I, I don't remember the model or anything and they were straights too that was something interesting um because i pretty much got i i was able to get good enough on parabolics so straights was a little weird for me at that time but mm. yeah don't don't worry about it just like you said during the you know the swap season it's it you know if you have a friend who knows what they're talking about get them to go with you that way you don't you don't fuck yourself because it's not necessarily that the person's lying to you it's just that you know they have this and you don't know what they're talking about so be be mindful um do you need do you think you need uh, every Every brand is a name brand in skiing, I feel. Are there any that aren't where, like, you know, is as good as this, but is 200 bucks cheaper, if you, if you, if you, if you take my meaning? Um, I mean, honestly, like, I think it depends on what you're looking for, right? I think certain skis have better value propositions overall. Um, sure. Meaning, like, they last longer. They are, you know, for the money, they're more durable. Yeah. Um, I tend to think, like, the Blizzard, the Fishers of the like those two companies for me, Nordica are always extremely consistent in durability. They might not be the cheapest, but they last the longest. Um, Fisher, obviously, being a show sponsor of ours, they are a title sponsor, so I am a little biased. Take it, take it with a grain of salt, but that's what they've been known for forever is making a bomb-proof product, and I think yeah. that's, uh, that's consistent. Um, Price-wise, I mean K two is K two, right? They're K two yeah. for. A reason they make a good product and value-wise, almost always cheaper than everybody else. Um, so it's totally a good option um, to get into a K2 product, and then there's always closeouts. So um, yeah. I don't know. I don't have a. And for me, I think the ski that is best for you is the ski that's best for you. It's not necessarily the ski that's best for your buddy. Um, True. It's not the ski that's best for me. Like it, it's different for everybody, depending on what you want, what you like. Um, so that's why it's really important to kind of shop around a little bit, right? And yeah. if you're looking for first time stuff, um, I think you can get anything. You can buy that ski out of a closet in Mount Snow. And, like it'll be the best thing you ever have because it is the best thing you've ever had. Mm -hmm. um, but when you're looking for like the next level of gear, when you want a better product, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of personal preference that goes into it. There's a lot of thought that should go into it. Um, and there's a lot of sifting through marketing bullshit that goes mm -hmm. through. So, absolutely, um, it's yeah. You got to It's to each their own. Everybody's different. Nobody's better than the other. Well, some things I'm sure are going to be better from one to the other, but y you know what I mean. Sure. That's interesting. That's interesting to me. Uh, me personally, I have to get new boots this season at some point. At some point, I've been using Debellos forever. What do you think? Yeah. Good product. They got anything coming out? Anything you suggest? Um, Debello is a good product for sure. I mm -hmm. think that they're a little different, um, mm -hmm. than a lot of the other brands fit wise. Um, their priorities seem to be a little bit different. Um, they mm -hmm. like that slightly higher instep. They like that Cabrio design. They're kind of committing to again, um, pretty heavily for 2021, 2022. 
Um, I don't know, man. I think the best boot for you is the best boot for you. It's just like, sure. it's what fits your foot. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the only, like skis are less specific than boots. Boots are entirely what fits well. If you have an easy foot, yeah. it, then fuck it, buy whatever you want. But mm -hmm. most people have some kind of boot issue um, or have a bad experience with a boot. So just make sure that it fits ahead of time. Don't buy boots online. And if you do buy them online, take them somewhere pay a boot fitter to make that boot work for you. And hopefully you have a good enough relationship with that boot fitter that they will be like, Hey, this boot is actually good for you. This boot is actually bad for you. Here's why, what can you look for to still save some money? Right. Because yeah. I think the misconception for a lot of people is like, if I buy a boot and I go into a shop, the shop is like, fuck you. Shop yeah. is not like, fuck you. The shop is just like, fuck you. If you go, Oh, I'd like to buy a boot, try it on with them and then go buy it online. Right. Yep. So, uh, mm -hmm. Be honest about what you want. If you want to go buy a boot online ahead of time, expect to do it blindly or pay the shop for, you know, for the time to boot fit like that. Those are some shops have that option. Some shops want nothing to do with that. And I think that's, uh, I think it's really personal preference, right? Like my shop sells a lot of stuff online. Like we ship worldwide. We sell a shit ton, shit ton of product on the internet. Um, sure. 50% of the boots we sell get returned. Um, because yeah. It, right. Because you can't mm. just, be like, I'm an 11. Here's an 11 boot. It's not the same. So yeah. um, about 50% of every boot we ship out gets returned. And that's pretty consistent throughout the industry. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's just, you know, my boot ramble. That's uh, <laughs> the best and take the time to make sure that it fits correctly. Right. Just because it yeah. feels good initially in your living room, as soon, it might not be the boot for you as soon as you go skiing. Yeah, absolutely. Like I would never, I would always default go to a uh, an experienced fitter. Like you know, I I love the sport. I like to participate in it. I can do a little bit of maintenance, but I'm not a pro tech and I'm not a pro boot fitter. You know, right. and like you said, it's not going down and buying a pair of Chuck Taylors. It's a little bit more specialized. So I would absolutely, yeah. and I suggest that anyone, and I know. Maybe I, I, I get cost. I do. Honestly, I do. I'm not rich either. I'm broke as a joke. Like, believe me, I understand. But, you know, for the money, it's worth it to do it. You'll get a better experience. Your product will work better for you. I absolutely am going to go to a boot fitter. Um, maybe I'll drop by your shop, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you should get a ski sponsor or a boot sponsor. Like, just fucking go harass some brand, dude. That's, that's <laughs> you should. Honestly, that's how we got with Fisher. Was like, I just was in their DMs enough that they ended up just being like wanting to work with us. I mean, we're a bunch of idiots over here at my show. So, I mean, speaking for myself and definitely speaking for Adam Sauerwein, like the two of us know what we have to offer. We, we talk about it all the time. It's like, we, it's weird that we get skis for free and, you know, get paid to talk about those skis. Yeah when there's real athletes out there who are really good at skiing and really intelligent, really thoughtful that are, are working really hard to get that, like you and I and all of us have a really exciting platform yeah. to be able to talk about ski products. So there's no reason a ski company would, like, wouldn't or shouldn't sponsor you. Like at the very least, get them to give you some stuff, dude. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about it. I really have like 100% should. You don't even have to do that much. I'm telling you right now, this is straight from the horse's mouth. This is what you do. Just slide in the DMS. And you go, hey, I'd like to work with you. I want skis. What do we do? That's literally like, it's it's it. Like, how do I get involved? I like your brand. And always pick brands that you like. And this is like for anybody that wants to get sponsored. You pick a brand that you vibe with for real. And then find out if you actually connect with them when you start talking to them, right? You follow them, yeah. you engage with their content ahead of time. Um, they're more likely to be receptive to you. 
So sure. Absolutely. I mean, dude, that's a, that that's, that's awesome. That's great information. I hadn't heard before or not, at least not put like that before. Yeah. I love it. Cause I'm one of the idiots too. Like I don't, I don't claim to be more. DMs. Yeah. I don't claim to be more than I am. I'm just some jackass who thinks snow sports are great and everybody should do them. And, um, yeah. you know, I try to have, I try to make people laugh while I'm doing it. I'm not the best comedian in the world, but I'm not a comedian, so I don't have to be, I just have to get some chuckles. That's all I got to get. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. And I, again, I want to, I definitely got to get fitted. I definitely got to get out there. Um, would you say as a technician, uh, someone who knows how to work on this stuff and, and do all this, do you save money doing that? Like if someone knows how to fix a car, obviously save that money. And then when you do save that money, does it automatically go to new stuff? What do you mean? Like as a, te- like as a tech? Yeah. I don't spend money on my own service for sure. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. uh, cause I, I suggest to people, if you can pick up a little knowledge, like I'm not saying go an apprentice and learn how to sharpen wax, uh, just bindings, yeah. fit boots, you know, whatever it is, um, fix bikes. Like I see you fixing bikes. I can fix my bike. I don't need you, but there might be a time I do because I'm not as experienced. Like 99% of the time I can pull out my tools, pull out a wrench, boom, my bike is ready to go. Um, And granted, I'm not riding anything specialized either, but I I can. Same with my auto mechanic. You know, I'm sure he would rather I come put, have him put struts on my car, but I can do it. Um, Saves me money. And I tell people that's another way to make these sports a little cheaper is learn to do your own shit. Now me, I'm a snob. I'll pay someone to wax my stuff every day. I never wax my own shit, but then I don't also have the room for it either. I'm a minimalist type of person. I have two pairs of skis. Um, one is a pair of ski boards, never knock the ski boards, anybody out there, ride them, ride them. I don't care where you get them. If you can get a legit pair of big feet from back in the day. Awesome. If you can get, um, <clears throat> excuse me, if you can get um, uh, a pair, the pair of J's, look, look at this guy. For those, I got big feet upstairs too, but this is, uh, this is for now. We'll do these atomic fucking AR, whatever they are. But yeah, dude, I, I'm into it. I think it's fun. Um, I think you can work on your own stuff, but you just gotta be yep. careful. Um, that's my thing is like, especially in bike mechanics, the biggest nightmare is. Uh, somebody works on their own stuff and has no idea what the fuck they're doing and then brings it yep. into the bike shop because now I have to undo everything you did mm-hmm. to do what I have to do. It would have been a lot easier if you just brought it to me in the beginning and were like, here, help me. And then it's more like I'm even willing to show people stuff a lot of times too. Sure. Like I am willing to be like, here, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather do that than undo a bunch of bullshit that somebody did, you know, by accident because some idiot on YouTube like myself told them to do it one way versus the other. I can't tell you how often I'm like riding with my buddy and like, you know, a spoke falls out and he's like, Oh, what happened here? Like, and I'm just like, well, what did you like? You find out that they found some tip from some hack on the internet. And this Mm -hmm. is, uh, this is what happened. But I don't know, dude, I think it's just being careful Yes. Do I spend money on my own service? No. I mean, I, I work on my own bike all the time. You can ask any of the mechanics in the shop. Mm-hmm. My bike is on the stand more than anybody else's. Okay. Like it's just there because <laughs> I'm constantly changing shit. I'm constantly breaking shit and I'm constantly working on it. It's like, it just is what it is. Yeah. Um, and I always half fix things, right? Like it's like yeah. for my own bike, as soon as it's no longer a priority and we have a customer, my mm-hmm. bike is basically thrown in the dumpster. 
and um, I'll hit it when I hit it, you know? Like, it's just not, yeah. it never gets finished. So it's a constant project. But ski's a little easier, I think. Yeah, and, and I love that. Um, actually, it's it's kind of funny you talking about the people who try and do something, fuck it up, and then it ends up in your hands. And yeah. some of my favorite, uh, uh, like, Instagram story posts and shit of yours during yeah. the off-season is just this photo of something just fucking ridiculous that oh, yeah. someone did to their bike. And I just, I don't want to laugh because I don't want to be mean. But no, at the same it's time, it's like... People are always dude. like, oh, I'm, like, scared to bring my bike into your shot. And I'm like, well, okay, don't put fucking like dutch guts on the inside of your tires and i won't take pictures of it like if you don't like people do such ridiculous things like i don't know somebody like got an allen key stuck in their headset and so yeah, they I saw that let me just like make more space and it'll just live there so in case i need a quick adjustment my and you know what sometimes it's funny and yeah. then Sometimes it's like this is completely dangerous. Like you open up a headset and it's just like all completely rusted out and it's it's garbage. Like it that stuff happens so often. Like people think I'm picking on everything, but it like that is uh it happens ten times a day. I probably take a picture of one a month. Like it is not <laughs> it is very seldom that it's actually worth being like, Oh, look what this person did. So and uh and honestly, it's all fun. It's not like I'm like this person's a bad person because they don't know how to work on their bike. It's fun. Yeah. There's a dude that like put a wooden pedal on because he didn't know how to change his cranks and uh he stripped out his pedals. So he just bolted a new piece of wood onto the bike and I'm like this is hilarious. Like, this is not... And it, you know what? Honestly, it's a good solution. It works. Fuck it. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. So, um, I respect it. That doesn't mean it's not funny. True. Exactly. It could be absolutely hysterical. I mean, I love it. That's... You know, follow Adam on his social media because some of his shit you put up is, is ridiculous. <laughs> you're definitely... You're definitely... You're in the meme world trying to be a meme lord, I feel, sometimes. And that's yeah. kind of awesome. And I always say, as long as the meme world is still turning, we're all right. The world's not burning Dude, so Mike bad. Mike Roby hates memes. Did you know this? Did you talk to him about this? No, he didn't bring it he up. Memes more than anybody I've ever talked to <laughs> in my life. And I'm like, dude, I, okay, I agree with you. If you're being completely anonymous about memes, I think it is a little rough, right? Because you're hiding behind the internet wall. Yeah. I'm not. I am blatant. I'm like, I made this come at me, right? Like, I think that that is the way to do it. And if you yeah. want to do it as an individual and hide behind a wall, that's that's your prerogative. Like, you do that if you want to. But yeah. I think it's better to just be like, look, this is how I feel about this situation. This is genuine. It's real. If you don't yeah. like it, fucking, I don't know, go fuck yourself. That's that's literally <laughs> like, that is how I, we can still be friends after. You can tell me your shitty opinion and I'll just like, I'll deal with it. Like, I'm okay. I'm open about other people having opinions. The only yeah. time I get like a little butthurt is if people start attacking other people in the comments, which happens a lot. Mm. Then I'm like, all right, this is like, this is dumb. This person just wanted to voice their opinion and you're attacking them directly. Like I made the meme come at me we can talk about whatever you want and I'll either make you feel bad about your life or you'll make me feel bad about mine. So it, I'm really, I'm really open about that. So I love it. I love it. I, I, it makes me laugh. I, I follow it. Like I said, I, you know, I follow out of bounds. Absolutely. Um, you know, and like I said, I'm behind on episodes, but I'm behind with like everything I want to listen to. I really need to get a road trip going so I could just sit and listen to talk. Yeah, people are listening to less podcasts because of it. Right. Yeah. He's on the road. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. 
Because when I'm on the road, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, of course, I like rocking out. Absolutely. Like, I can metal to the end. But, you know, I like I've always liked talk programs, like even back before the Internet, you know, people love Stern. I was an Opie and Anthony fan. But, you know, that's where I was. And that's why I wanted to try this. And I do this and you do this. And I want to listen to you guys, too. I want to be a fan, too. I don't want to yeah. just do this, but you know, it, it it's a lot of fun, and you get to talk to other folks like you. Um, you know, like I talked to Mario and Brian uh, from Highfalutin Ski Bums, you know, the other day, and uh, you know, we had a fucking blast, and it, you know, it, it's great, you know, because like most people, we don't know each other personally, but we can talk on the same level, and we don't compete, like we're not competitive, like Adam yeah. is not going to go out tomorrow and try and find a way to crush Skier X Media. You wouldn't have to work that hard, but <laughs> not going to do it, you know? And, you and know, I'm really interested in doing that. I, I think what's exactly. been really nice is that we've all been really supportive of each other, and I'm always happy to to promote another show, right? Like, to promote yeah. another, like, all the time. Like, I've had Mark Warner and Mike Powell and Alex Kaufman, like, who all host podcasts. Um, I've yeah. had them all on my show, like, and they've been, and I've been on their shows. And I think it's really yeah. fun to do it that way because you're creating a community. We actually, if you go to outdoor retailer this year, you'll have a podcast summit that we're doing that we do annually. Like, um, it's, uh, Oh no, I'm losing them. I'm losing them. Did I lose them? You got it. Uh, you're back. All right, you're cool. back. There um, so start from outdoor retailer. I heard the words, but I didn't hear anything after that. Go to outdoor retailer this year, um, which I'm not sure if you do partake normally. Um, I haven't. If you come to outdoor retailer, you can sign up as media. And if you sign up as media, let us know. Come hang out. Um, we do a like mini podcast summit um, hosted by Mr. Alex Kaufman, who is uh, my ski dad, my other ski dad, because my real dad is my ski dad. But Nice. Um, my other ski dad is Alex Kaufman, who was hosting uh, Wintry Mixcast. And uh, a couple years ago, pretty consistently, we did a like game show style podcast uh, okay. with Mike Powell from the Powell Movement, Mark Warner from Low Pressure, myself, and then Alex Kaufman. So um, sure. we are trying to do a little bit of a podcast meetup. And it's also really important to talk to other podcasts so you know how things are getting done, right? Because this is yeah. such an open, open-ended space. Mm. where like i don't know if you're making money you don't know if i'm making money it, i don't know how much to charge per episode i don't know what mario and i, I don't know the type brian brian's name but yeah I, yeah i don't know if they're making money i don't know how they're tracking their stuff i don't know how they're pitching their stuff and like that's fine if we want to be secretive but like i'm very open if you ask me about how i pitch i'll send you my deck i'll send you like a to z how i talk to a brand um yeah. and i think that's really really important for us to all share because the more knowledge we have, the more likely we can all, you know, pitch to companies, talk to each other and talk to brands that we want to work with. So, yeah. then that's awesome. Like, again, it's, it's, it is a community thing. Outdoor retail. I've never partaken, but I want to now do it, <laughs> like, dude. I really... do it, dude, sign up, come on out and, uh, and hang. Like, I think it's a blast. That's honestly last year excluded because they didn't have it. Sure. Um, that's where I get probably 20 interviews done um, is during that outdoor retailer week. Some people do less. I know Warner does like two. 
Um, yeah. so it's really however you feel like doing it. Um, I sure. like to just bang out a bunch of interviews because I'm there. I'm, I'm in person. Um, and that's just more fun for me personally. But Totally. Um, it's uh, Yeah, it's a good time. You should definitely come out if you get the opportunity. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna try because I've been wanting to get to the in person. Like I'm still catching up from people who yeah. are either can't travel or or don't have time to travel or in a yeah. like Abe is in California. You know this yeah. kind of stuff. Egan is on the damn road all over the place. You know, and we just talked to him, and you just talked to him as well, I believe. Um, yeah, other Adam did. Yeah, other Adam was. No. Yep. Okay. You know how confusing um, that is, by the way, to be like, oh, it's other Adam. It's not this Adam. You know how confusing that is in the DMs? Like when people are DMing me, it's like, which Adam am I talking to? And he has to sign his name on everything. So <laughs> I can imagine it, it's just a mess. It is a like mess. I'm lucky. I don't have that issue. <laughs> there's there's no other Tims anyway. It thank God. Well, there are. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm going to have to check out Outdoor Real Time. I'm going to check that out now because we are running just over an hour. And I know you said you'd keep hanging, but I also know you got stuff to do today. So I'm going to let you go because I could keep you here for three hours. And let's be honest, uh, nobody wants to hear me talk for three hours. Some people do, but not everybody. So, but if you're open to it, we'll get back with you again yes. later in the season, man, maybe for an in person. Yeah, totally. Let's you know, go skiing. That's like I said, that's my whoa. thing. Uh, let's go skiing. We can meet up somewhere. Um, Cannon is uh, is my. No, I said I didn't have a home mountain, but they're the people that I love the most. So I am uh, I'm going to Cannon as much as I can this year. Totally. Um, so let's meet up, Cannon. Uh, we'll go skiing and uh, we'll make some happen. Awesome. I'm with it, man. Adam Jabber, Out of Bounds Podcast, and a whole slew of other stuff. Technician, mountain biker, skier. <laughs> Fun guy, man. This was fun. I enjoyed it. I hope everybody else enjoyed it, man. Have a good rest of your day. I hope I, uh, I hope it goes well, and uh, we'll see you on the season. And 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 good things to your shops as well. I want to hope people come in and are buying stuff left and right. Capitalism. It's a wonderful thing. We love capitalism around here for sure. I love it too. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you again some other time. All right, buddy. Thank you. Later. So what did you think of that one? I really dug on that. That was a lot of fun. Thank you again to Adam for coming on the Ski Rex Media Program. Hope to see him this winter. We're going to set it up. He and I are going to be out somewhere, likely on Cannon Mountain. That's what we said. So we're going to try. And that should be a lot of fun. Um, but I'll ski with anybody else as well who wants to go. If you see me on the mountain, if you recognize me, don't be afraid to say hello. I'll take a run with you. But like I told Adam, I'm not very good. So we might be limited in what we can do. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. We'll see. But thank you again to Adam for that. This was a fun episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, and um, I hope you enjoyed it as well. I had a little brain, brain stutter there. But I hope you enjoyed it as well. If you did, once again, please like, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Go to SkiRexMedia.com. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and LinkedIn even. Skirex Media is on LinkedIn. Not 100% sure what I'm going to do with that, but it's there. Right? Right. Thank you for joining me. I really do hope you enjoy it. Be ready for another brand new episode next week. Um, next week, I might it might be the Doug Fish episode from Indie Pass. We talked about Doug and the Indie Pass um, in this episode. Next week might be his. It might be, but again, because I try to stay ahead, that's for future Tim to figure out, not you. But keep it, again, like, share, subscribe follow whatever needs to be done and you'll know the second it comes out and you might even know early i might just throw it out there or you can join patreon i put you know i put stuff out on patreon early for those who are there behind the paywall right 
right? I don't know. Is that a good plug for that? I don't know. Anyway, thanks again to Adam for like the 10th time. And uh, thank you to the audience for watching or listening. Hashtag watching. I'm glad you're enjoying the new format with the guests. I'm glad you're still enjoying Ski Rex Media content. And I hope you enjoy your winter and your autumn. Right? Right. See you out there, everybody. Thanks again. Laters. <laughs> <laughs>